0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Thank you.
2: Black. black. We can't change
0: that.
2: Everyone looks out for their own first. It's a natural fact. It's about time we learn. We must come together also before we can compete. Are you feeling me? Before we could earn true equality on equal footing. Then we could intermingle on a single world stage, putting everyone on the same page. If you could, wouldn't you want it? Would you? If you had it, shouldn't you flaunt it? I don't know, but I do know this. Some people think we're on a level playing field. (laughs) I say, open your eyes, look around. We're not even in the same stadium. What do you say to them? We need black leaders like from the old school, yes. Leaders of the new school. Where young ones come from, stand up from among the dumb ones. Don't you know? We've come a long way, baby, but so much further to go. Please join the World Black Networkers Association on the Mighty People Online Social Network. At MightyPeople.info, where our mission is to bring the world Black community together in effective networking for successful living.
3: This is Master Grio Radio, channel thirteen on your NBVTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome to the Digital Drummer, Jim Newton with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. Hi, Jim. How are you?
4: I'm feeling fine, Jackie. How are you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, I just have to apologize to anyone who got the wrong information. For some reason, our Facebook event kept changing the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's here
4: to be confused. I've seen it said 8 o'clock.
3: Yeah, and I don't even know why it changed. I just happened to look, and I'm like, huh, 8 o'clock? I mean, who did that? <laughs> so it keeps putting it at 8 o'clock instead of um, at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Central, and 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So... I had to put that in there and I tried to change it back to seven. It just wouldn't do that. So, but um, we are here, and I sent Rizona a message, and hopefully he will get the message. So, um, well, while
4: well, you here while we're waiting? And uh, we can maybe talk about uh, Digital Hollywood last week and yeah. uh, what went on uh, with their... Uh, Women's Summit and the Hispanic Summit.
3: Definitely. Go ahead, sir.
4: Yes. Uh, as some of you are aware, Digital Hollywood is one of the uh, uh, top tech events in the nation. It happens three times a year uh, here in Los Angeles, and then at CES in Las Vegas, and then I believe in the fall it's in New York City. And it is a marriage of the Hollywood studio industry and Silicon Valley, to say it quite simply. All your major studio reps are there, all your major marketing uh, reps are there from the uh, tech industry, and they're talking about the uh, future TV and sit-top boxes and how they will uh, commercialize or or monetize the uh, upcoming uh, uh, new technology, new media technology. Uh, vis-a-vis the uh, second screen, uh, as everybody's talking about with this cell phone, how they're being tied interactively into uh, a new original programming and content. Uh, that being said, they had an array of uh, workshops and seminars over four days at the... Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the hotel right now, but uh, in Santa Monica Beachfront Hotel, And uh, it was very enjoyable, afternoon uh, pool receptions. I always encourage people to participate in trade events and uh, conventions because it's a way that you can meet experts in the field one-on-one and you can talk and identify different markets that you hadn't thought of uh, uh, prior to coming to some of these uh, workshops and seminars. So that being said, Samsung... Uh, hosted a Women's Power Summit uh, for women in tech and women in film. And it was two days of uh, some great speakers. Uh, our own Kimberly King Burns was involved uh, from, from uh, Convenience uh, Convergence. That's the name of her co- her company, uh, Kimberly King Burns with Convergence. Uh, she put together a couple of panels there, uh, as well as for the uh, Hispanic Summit They had uh, major leaders there from all the uh, uh, telcos and cable companies talking about the Hispanic market and the new type of content that they're looking for to attract or tap into that market. So it it was a great four days. We made a lot of contacts. I was able to pass out a lot of cards, talk to a lot of people, see some old friends, make some new contacts, Uh, things are are looking up moving forward. Uh, We've still got uh, name recognition, and uh, uh, we've got the support of some major tech players who are looking at our organizing efforts nationally right now. Uh, One of the uh, people that I was introduced to uh, was the president of WeVideo, W-E-V-I-D-E-O, Uh, WeVideo.com. It's a uh, uh, video streaming platform similar to uh, YouTube, except it allows you to uh, edit on the fly. And it's uh, it's based on a social networking uh, uh, platform that allows you as an individual from your profile to uh, edit and upload uh, uh, videos seamlessly. So when we start talking about the uh, national video contest in every city, and, you know, Jackie's a big fan of this one,
1: Uh, we're
4: going to be asking uh, people in every city that the Urban Tech Fair uh, is held at, one of the first things that we're going to do is have a video contest and ask people to create a two-minute video of uh, what technology is in their community. So uh, that platform, uh, W-E-V-I-D-E-O, will be ideal for that with the social networking aspect of it. And so we really appreciate that support. And as I said, uh, you know, we got a chance to talk with Samsung. We got a chance to talk with Facebook with all the major players. They were all there. Uh, So it was a great event, uh, a great week. And I have to to give my hats off. To uh, Victor Harwood, the uh, producer of Digital Hollywood, he's always making extra efforts to reach out to create a more diverse and informative type of platform
1: for uh,
4: uh, minorities and women, and uh, up-and-coming uh, uh, startups, bootstrap companies, to really uh,
0: get in the game.
4: So uh, he's an innovator and a visionary, and uh, I support him and thank him for. Uh,
1: allowing
3: me full access to the event. All right. This sounds like it was exciting, and we do need to do our best to take advantage of these conventions and conferences, and um, especially the ones that are, you know, are free to low cost. Sometimes you think if something may be free or low cost. It's not good, but you can generally find something worthwhile in many of them. There are many uh, of them that are very expensive.
4: If this is a very expensive show, I think it's uh, a general admission. starts at about
3: $800. Okay.
4: But the concept is still the same. Uh, it was worth $800 to be there, to be able to uh, meet one-on-one and shake the hands with the uh, chief marketing officer for Samsung Electronics. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to make that type of contact is, is worth the money. And whether you're talking about the uh, uh, tech industry, uh, forgive me for the aminence, it's just South Central. Uh, whether you're talking about the tech industry or whether you're talking about the hair industry or whether you're talking about uh, the entertainment industry, these type of conferences such as CES, NAB, uh, uh, these different type of regional events are great to attend
3: mm-hmm. well definitely if you definitely have your ducks in a those type of events do pay off and um, sometimes you understand know, the biggest thing about the events you know is the networking <laughs> that is the biggest thing and yes, you can no. learn from other people
4: Yes. One of the first things I advise people to do before they spend their money is look at who's on the speakers list. Look at the subjects that are being covered. Are Mm -hmm. they relative to uh, your industry and your immediate needs, and uh, will they serve a purpose, or is there something that you can gain other than just shaking hands and uh, exchanging business cards?
3: Yeah. And are the people that are shaking hands and exchanging business cards people that you know, you really want to connect with, you know. So, so you know, you, Not need, you have to look at They're things. your peers.
4: They're, they're huh? your peers in the industry. I said they're your peers yeah. in the industry.
3: Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes these conferences good, especially when they're industry events. They're generally based in an industry, in a niche, in an area. So a lot of times you can get specialized training or specialized networking, and that's exactly. what makes it. Make them, you know, makes them good. So I do they know. They have
4: like at uh, uh, CES, they have uh, 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 classes where you can go get certification for uh, like uh, uh, different uh, technologies and and new programs, so you can come away from certified.
3: Okay, ready. Right. Well. Um, Well, that's one of the things that we'll be doing too. When uh, as our resource um, section comes up, we will be listing those. You know, you'll be able to check the resource section and find out various events. You know, technology events, technology challenges. You know, all different you know type of tech events that you can attend, and then you can look them up and see which ones are working and
4: and on our uh Facebook groups as well uh we're posting up a lot there in fact uh, uh brother Muhammad out the bay area uh uh made an introduction for me to go to the uh los angeles uh uh gaming video gaming commission coming up next week i'll be there mhm
3: yeah there and um And that's what's good about what we're doing with the Urban Tech Fair. We're able to get the various cities to report what's going on in their area. And then, um, so there may be a lot of things that, you know, we may not know generally, you know, may not just find out there, but things that we would find out that are happening in the cities that you just may not even know of. And, um, but there's, very good events and very successful events that you may not even realize is happening in your own area. So that's one of the good things that C's will be reporting also what's going on in the area.
1: Like
4: uh, uh, Yvette uh, uh, Moby on our discussion group out of the Chicago uh, uh, area, uh, she's been putting on uh, uh, events. Uh, she found a real men cook and they have a whole series of workshops and health events that goes on along with that uh, on Father's Day every year. They do uh, uh, Father's Day Real Men Cook.
3: hmm yeah, yeah, and that's a real exciting event. And that happens in various cities as well. So, um, I think we have a few people that are involved with a few events but it is good to see, like, you know, like you spoke, oh, David has a gaming event. You went to the digital Hollywood. Um, that, you know, Yvette is um, a cooking event. So it's just like all these different areas. And there are all these really good events. And again, in different niches and great places to go network and learn in areas that you're interested in, that you're doing business in, or, you know, whatever. Uh, I think that's um again what makes the urban tech fair a bit exciting. <laughs> and so, um, when are you scheduled to go to the gaming event? Uh,
4: that's uh Tuesday and Wednesday this week. So, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be going and checking out Electronic Arts and all the different uh, gaming manufacturers and seeing what they're coming for. Uh, you know, one of the things that we encourage in the urban tech fair is uh coding skills so you can begin to react write and create your own games. And maybe I'll be able to come away with some contacts of uh, uh our companies or organizations that are doing that as well. So you know me, I'm gonna be on the lookout the digital <laughs> be on the drum about
3: <laughs> Yeah. Well, gaming is definitely an area we need to definitely be more knowledgeable in. (laughs) And so what um, have you been reporting about all this week? What are some of the good things that you've been reporting about this week, Jim?
4: Well, one of the things that uh, I just touched on lightly, but I think it's a great opportunity that was announced at uh, Digital Hollywood. Well, Samsung is putting together a a woman's mentoring program to get more women involved in executive positions in the entertainment and tech field. And they're putting together a a list of angel investors and and support groups and mentors that help walk you through the uh, entire process of being able to create and move up uh, the tech ladder. Uh, whether it be as a uh, as a, a senior management position or whether it be as an entrepreneur, so there uh, I think they put uh, almost a million dollars, as I understand it, into this program. They'll be hosting uh, workshops and setting up things for women around the country. So you've got to keep your ear open for that. Uh, another thing that I touched on today was the faith-based. Uh, 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 film film market family film market uh, and the amount of money that films that are falling into that genre whether you're talking about uh, uh, The Butler uh, which was uh, 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 came out of Tyler Perry's house and the films that he's doing out of Atlanta are what uh, T.D. Jakes and Oprah are both doing. Mm-hmm. They're all making very successful and financially beneficial Uh, movies based on uh, uh, faith and family culture. And there's a lot of different film festivals that are coming out. Speaking of events, uh, there's a lot of different film festivals uh, that have uh, very nice uh, 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 contest uh, uh, pots up to a million dollars in terms of funding and supporting that whole industry so you you know if you're a filmmaker a photographer or act or in that that line of the arts, you might look at the uh faith based industry as a place to start from an independence perspective mhm
3: yeah that's definitely well they've been very successful in music and and I think hip hop has has been growing in the the gospel industry better than it's been growing in the secular industry because <laughs> it's a better quality. Because in order for them to be successful in gospel, the one thing they had to do was be clear on, you know, on their speech because a lot of times people couldn't understand them. So I think some gospel hip hop artists are just. You know, they they excel at the craft a little bit better. Because for them to be successful in the arena, they um, they have to be. And um, the gospel industry is really a booming industry all the way around.
4: <laughs> and uh, did you see that post I put on the advancements that they're doing with the uh, biofactories?
3: Um, no, with the biofactories.
4: Yeah, they're able to create uh, new cellular structures easy as we send emails, and they're setting up factories where a technician basically pumps in the uh, DNA numbers that he wants in the uh, cell in terms of what he wants it to do in the end result, and then through a series of of, uh, uh, bio-tubes and a process, they generate actual cells. And organisms that they're using to fight cancer, to put in food flavoring, uh, you know, that they're using for all kind of things. And, you know, they're making an unbelievable amount. I think it was something like a, a, a million new classifications of life that did not exist before.
3: Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, well, I wonder I what these
4: things would be used for, these, where yeah. The, where medicine has come to. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. these 3-D printers, but they're using these 3-D printers to actually uh, uh, fabricate uh, uh, bone and, and pieces of the skull and body parts and everything in terms of the medicine medical industry. And mm-hmm. then you start talking about telemedicines and being able to do a complete physical with your heart rate and everything off of your cell phone. Uh, you know, they're just advancing by leaps and bounds in this generation in terms of uh, the quantum effect that, that healthcare has taken over the last 20 years versus when I was coming up and they were still dealing with polio.
3: <laughs> I just read an article about blood, and they just had made some... They felt they were successful at making some blood that they shot into some, you know, rats. And that the body didn't, didn't seem to react to the blood. So they were happy about this where they were designing new blood. And they're testing it in animals right now. Oh, oh,
4: yeah. And I like the one where they found a way to uh, grow hair on, on, uh, where, you know, make new hair grow. Because so that
1: means
4: you <laughs> the end of baldness.
3: <laughs> well, that's definitely good. <laughs> I know that would be a real right. good, they would, that one would do really well. <laughs> well, now men are sporting the ball. Like, you know, it, it's the fad now.
4: <laughs> well, well, you hear said say it every day on the Obamacare as uh, a baby movie would outnumber the uh, millennials.
3: yeah well one, uh, of that, go ahead. one of the
4: things that they were saying at Digital Hollywood that I found very interesting uh was they were talking about the millennials in terms of uh target marketing and how you know advertising is always in America that pop culture is focused in on the youth, and that uh, one out of every four millennials now is Hispanic. And that's expected to be to grow, uh, you know, and that how they can tap into that market because the uh, Hispanics are digital-wise just like everybody else in America. So, you know, they're using a uh, uh, multi-channel. They've disconnected from the cord. Uh, I think they said one out of three millennial Hispanics has uh, YouTube as their homepage.
3: page. <laughs> yeah. I would believe it. YouTube is really a real, 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 real voice. But, you know, I mean, you just have to give it to it with social media and then YouTube visually putting out, you know, the voice of the people. I mean, people can get on there and about do anything. I mean, honestly, I'm getting ready to do a series. I'm just trying to find a good uh, video camera. But I'm going to do a series on my animals because they're funny. And if some of these well, things can get the million hits that they do, I know my funny animals can. Well,
4: well that's the beauty of uh, uh, Wii Video is because now the uh, uh, newer smartphones are have me- megapixel video in them. They're able to do 1080. Uh, uh, high-definition video, and to be able to upload that video from your phone and edit it and cut it up just like you would with a video camera and do it electronically is, uh, is a great advantage, and that's, that's what they see their edge in the market versus YouTube, who is really the gorilla in the marketplace. Uh, you know they're having the uh, YouTube uh, awards tonight in New York City.
3: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't You're excited, about them, no. I wasn't excited about them. I wasn't excited about I mean, like I, I image, you know. yeah, I voted, but I mean, I mean, I went to vote, but I really, if, you know, I thought there would be more unknown people, but uh major awards like the major awards. Like the, you know, the
4: numbers, and you know as well as I do as a good marketing team, you can boost up the numbers. It's not hard to make the numbers big.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's the major <laughs> artist.
3: you know, not that I have anything, you know, Rihanna, um, it's, you know, it's, it's 90% major artists. So, and you know, the not, major well. artists already have a major following, so therefore they have the numbers, but I just thought awards like YouTube would have a place for, you know, you know, for, you know, more, you know, the unknowns, you know, for you to you know, recognize some more of the unknown. So I thought it would just be more, um, you know, I, I thought it would be more categories for those type of... Look,
4: that, that shows you the dark side of the Internet because uh, according to uh, YouTube and their press releases, that their intent was what you're saying. Uh, that was their intent was to highlight some of the more popular and stars that they have birthed, uh, you know, that came uh, came out of YouTube. That made this, you know, made this start on uh, YouTube, and uh, the whole thing is that uh, YouTube is enough subscribers now. They're looking to compete with uh, Netflix in terms of original programming and TV programming being able to screen stream that. A lot of people are not aware that you can stream full movies and three-hour concerts right now on YouTube. And uh, as an entertainment platform, uh, as I've said in the past, it's all about the subscriber. And so YouTube is looking at at how it can gain a foothold uh, uh, in that market and become more of the uh, establishment versus the uh, the the independent. You know, Netflix now has more subscribers than HBO. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. They have more subscribers. Yeah, I know, I read it. Now, what does that say when they're creating their own original content? HBO wants to do the same thing. I mean, YouTube
3: wants to do the same thing. Yeah, and, and now, and think about it. I work with a lot of artists. A lot of people's goal was to get their movie on HBO. Now, you know, with this, people, you know, it expands the field. You know, I, maybe I can get it easier on Netflix or YouTube. You know, uh, now maybe I have more of an audience than if I had it on HBO. So I, it's definitely making a difference in the industry. You know, before HBO and Showtime was the place that, you know, a lot of artists, you know, playwrights and, you know, that are, you know, converting their things to film, that was their goal to get their work, you know, on that yeah. platform. So now, you know, that whole options and market you know really has expanded and even for you know um, uh,
4: look what they did with breaking bad you know netflix is credited with the success of that
3: yeah i know i actually we i have been started some reality tv things um um people had asked me about it and i had an idea and i was told how to research it and then some people I work with they they wanted to do these things, so I help people you know articulate what they wanted. so I have a little experience with developing you know formats for reality t v but this has totally expanded the field, but before we were just looking at going you know getting certain people you know certain broadcast stations and um who you were looking for to pick you up, but with Netflix it really has, you know, um, changed options. It really makes you look differently. Well, hey, if I don't go here, a make could be just as successful definitely a good start and launch to do it on Netflix. And exactly. then, and, and at that market, who's who's watching next, Netflix? You know, that next, Netflix market is a, a very viable market, to be honest with you. What was ignored in regular broadcast TV. The Nexus market is not the people who help make Nielsen ratings. They're not the people that Nielsen, you know, interviews and in their ratings.
4: And one of the things that they were talking about at Digital Hollywood was in terms of uh, uh, embedded second screen triggers so that as you were watching a show on your uh, uh, simultaneously at the, the uh, uh program was playing on tv you could have your phone and mouse over certain things that you see in the shot on the shot and have all the information come up for purchase such as if you like you like your glasses or you like the shoes just one click straight to purchase from your phone as a secondary device mm-hmm.
1: uh,
4: and how that how that affects the user experience and or with with the uh the viewer of the film, if they can, how they can incorporate that into a smooth transition, so that you don't have to mm-hmm. take your eyes away from the screen or interrupt the movie experience, in order to make that purchase or make that
3: move. To yeah. Well, I think, think it's an excellent effect. way at monetizing, and without people necessarily having to having to be forced into a commercial. So yeah, it offers a way to monetize may take people away from the story, you know, artistically, <laughs> may, but it's definitely a way of monetizing. I mean, we just, well, the
1: best um, takeaway
4: I got from uh, those discussions was that a, a secondary platform uh, similar to what Disney is doing and uh, Child 7 is doing, where uh, if you really like the show, then you can come over, if you look at the behind-the-scenes uh whole community that's based around the show uh, through your cell phone and the Internet versus trying to incorporate uh, both of them simultaneously using the second screen as as a secondary capture for a second experience altogether.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that is definitely, definitely so. So, mm-hmm. um... Well, what we're going to do, we're just going to take a momentary break, and then we can come back and close out because our guest did not arrive, and there may have been some confusion with the time. I still, while we were on the show, I was trying to change the time. It just would not allow me. (laughs) But um, so what we're going to do, we're just going to take a break for a little Maxwell, and then we're going to come out and give us some closing thoughts, Jim, Okay and about All what's right. coming up next, our rates. back. there was just a little Maxwell. We got to chill out to a little Maxwell. So. <laughs> so, Jim, what do we have, you know, coming up for the next week? I know we have our national conference call coming this Saturday. Yes.
4: Maybe uh, you know, November be the ninth. Right. We're going to be talking about the uh, some of the things that are taking place around the country. That's why I wish uh, Luzon could have been on the show tonight to talk about what's happening in Kansas City and the success he's had with the Wi-Fi networks that they're building down there. Uh, You know, uh, I was talking with a brother from New York online earlier tonight, and the uh, New York BDPA is excited about the uh, uh, Urban Tech Fair coming there and how we are uh, looking at the uh, Betty Shabazz Center in Harlem for our uh, Wi-Fi central spot, and he was saying that they are uh, powered and supported by Howard University. So it all comes together, it all ties, and we believe that as more people begin to become aware of the changing environment and social, economic, uh, uh, political opportunities that are available today. Uh, through technology uh, and that 's what the urban tech fairs are probably creating awareness that more people will become involved
3: okay I would like to share with our audience first I'd like to thank everyone for listening in. Um, you can if you choose to call in can six four six seven one six seven nine nine four ask any questions, share any tech news that 's going on with you and in your area. But please do visit us online at www.urbantechfair.org. Again, that's www.urbantechfair.org. And click on join and join us. We need everyone to participate and to be a part of this movement. We are just very excited. And we're going to kick off 2014 running. And um, David and I are actually putting together an event to happen the last week of November. It's called the Other Side of Hip Hop. We're gonna we're really working to put it on an event. We're just testing some technology which will be great because we're hoping at a conference to you know, to do these interviews and host these events with people across the country. All through um our live stream channel. With us without us having to fly anywhere, or fly anyone in. So um, this is November, and this is the official um, month for the history of hip-hop, hip-hop history month. And so we want to um, celebrate that, and we want to look at the other side of hip-hop, which we talk about women in hip-hop and conscious hip-hop, which is, you know, sometimes it's done a lot, but it's not celebrated. So we want to look at that side, the other side of hip-hop. So we're working to put that event together um, for the Urban Tech Fair. And my goal is, too, if I get, like, people like Mr. Great Jim Newsom and all to really work with me, (laughs) we are going to hopefully at that time be able to kick off our membership program. So you'll be able to join and, and really help move the Urban Tech Fair along by you know coming a general member. It's only twenty five dollars. You get your membership card with your QR code, and we um, have nice little another little gift for you that you get um, when you become a member, and that is just going to um, kick off our membership drive. And you can give memberships for the holidays and all of those great things. So. We're hoping, um, like I said, we're hoping to begin that the last week in November. And we um, just want you guys to come along and be a part of this. And if there's not an Urban Tech Fair schedule for your city, please consider heading up one in your city. Richmond, Virginia will be our next one to come aboard. So um, we're just getting excited. We really have some great things going on. Jim? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we will also too, um, I guess in December we're gonna start putting calls out for for speakers. Like specific, you know, topics and things. Yeah, the opportunity people had an opportunity to present. Um, We have various tracks, so whatever programming or workshops or seminars you want to present on those tracks, we have opportunity to present in our virtual expo as well as an opportunity to present um, in our um, on-the-ground expo in various cities. And And then if you also want to showcase your wares, we have vending opportunities as well. So it's a lot of great things, a lot of great opportunities, and, and and definitely opportunities to really market and showcase what you're doing and great learning opportunities. So if you teach and if you like to learn, this is what the Urban Tech Fair, you know, is about. There will be opportunities to learn at so many different levels. Jim, anything else?
4: Um just that uh, we're looking for everybody to get involved in our uh, social networking platforms don't forget we're on LinkedIn, Google Plus, Twitter, Facebook uh just uh f- follow the hashtag urban tech fair uh and you will find us wherever you are we are all right
3: Okay, so we are going to close out here, and we thank everyone for listening in. Again, you can visit us at www.urbantechfair.org, and from there you can get to all of our social network platforms. If you don't remember anything else, remember urbantechfair.org. Just Google us. (laughs) And we speak for everyone. A great week. Please connect with us this Saturday, November the 9th, and it is, but 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Mountain, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our national conference call. You can call in and um, specifically find out what's going on, how you can participate, and what are the next steps in the Urban Tech Fair. So it's our national conference planning call. It's actually work in action. We come to work. So if you just check us out on our Facebook page and, and our LinkedIn page, you can find out um, all the details for the national conference call. And of course, if you join and sign up for the email list, you will get the notice. And to that, I say good night, Jim.
4: Good night, everyone. Have a blessed weekend.
3: All right. Peace.